1: You tuned in straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. It's your host, the legendary, the Love Ambassador. Well, you know what? Despite it being a very rainy day in Melbourne, I have some beautiful, glorious news to bring to you. Yes, you, the listener. We have a uh, brand new co-host... Goes by the name of Mr. Philly for the moment until, quite frankly, we've figured out, uh, you know, what else he would like. He originates from Philadelphia and, uh, look, did a bit of YouTube, did a bit of Google. Gonna be using one L for the Philly. Realize there's a couple on the old SoundCloud man with a double L. So, Mr. Philly, greetings, good sir. How are you?
0: Yeah, afternoon there, Jimbo Slicey.
1: Hey. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm I'm pretty pumped about doing this little podcasty, man. So uh, let's uh, I'll, I'll let the listener know before we sort of began. Um, you and I are very good mates and uh, do enjoy a bit of gaming. You've 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 taught me a lot of beautiful new games in this world and a bit of banter and everything like that. So uh, yeah, we decided to kind of work through the BBC to start off with a couple of news events, so to speak. So let's uh. Get the drum roll going and crack a lacquer. So, I guess the first and foremost thing is um, the Glasgow climate changer. What's your thoughts on the whole, you know, climate change and how Glasgow went and China's not attending, mate?
0: I mean, it's not really surprising, yeah? China doesn't really, they they do whatever they want anyway. Uh, Even before, you know, everyone always blames uh, Europe and the US, always self. Are very self-critical, but you look at the amount of of emissions and such that we're cutting. It's coming from all these countries that are overly self-critical. Most Asian countries don't don't give a rat's ass. <laughs>
1: you, you can swear in this as well if you want. So you feel oh, okay. feel for it, feel okay. for it okay. on <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, mate. What I find fascinating is that. There's the argument that a lot of my friends that are like full on, you know, greenies here say, well, Australia, because our population is only like 25, 26 million people, we emit, I think it's a bit over 1% of the global gas emissions. Now, it's a whole entire side like podcast um, actually measuring carbon because I've got a buddy who's on the other side of the spectrum that reckons it's all oh, like they're not measuring it correctly but we'll leave that for another day but I think there's also an element of of the, the the moral the moral voice and moral leading um but my point of view is that I think China accounts for like 27 or 30% of the global emissions so even if like Australia went back to the horse and carriage and even America for that matter right it, it still wouldn't really be impacting it. Now I know America's huge emissions, and you know everyone's up in arms over the gasoline prices, but I think that there has to be more of a of of an actual discussion with the main emitters being U.S., Russia, India, and and China. As a, otherwise, I don't know how much people are really achieving from it. What do you think?
0: I, I think it's tough, right, because on the one hand, I, I don't have anything against uh, green energy and, and green power, um, but then you kind of look at the, the output and a lot of times whether or not it's slanted it's towards bias about, you know, solar panels or while they're good, depending on what the weather's like and the power output, it still can't compare with coal or, or uh, say, fossil fuel energy. Same with the windmills and the... I think geothermal is probably one of the better ones, but that's very hit or miss. You either have it or you don't kind of thing.
1: Nucleus is the other one, which is the elephant in the mm. room, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and then what's... Uh, well, now they're saying hydrogen power, I think, as well, right? Not, But not hydrogen in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the waters, uh, water from the dams and such, but, like, hydrogen.
1: Green hydrogen. I was... what the yeah, the. They're having a big push on green hydrogen in Australia, but what's actually interesting about it is it's hugely energy intensive. Like to actually split, I've forgotten exactly the to to split like the you know, oxygen or whatever it is. However, they do it like you you require like a huge base grid. Uh, the other interesting thing that I that I learnt along the way. Um, is that so in australia nine out of ten dollars are spent on renewables uh, there's been a huge uptake on solar panels uh, and but what's interesting is because they're actually made in the factories in china using coal fired plants coal power plants it actually takes solar panels in theory once you look at how they're produced like over 10 years to become carbon neutral and also what's insane about the windmills and i think this is kind of building on to what we were looking at with the bbc news of the day was with like california and a lot of their old windmills now are just like rust buckets in the middle of the desert um and they can't they have to bury them in in landfills because i don't quite understand it myself but they, apparently they can't re, reuse them or recycle them i mean what's what's the uptake like from I mean, I know you've been overseas for a couple of years, but in the States, is everyone kind of nuts over solar panels and everything like that and the places you've been? That,
0: that really depends on where you are, I would say. It's a geographical thing, right? So, yeah, California, of course, I would say. And it's also a political thing, right? If you're more on the liberal side, you're going to be more interested in, in green energy. And look, I'll admit, when I was when I was younger, I was all for fossil fuel just because uh, I wanted to be edgy, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking like drill, baby, drill. <laughs>
1: you just a rebel Rebel without a cause mate Jesus Christ mate You tried doing that do now they'd shoot you I went
0: to a state school So I knew I would piss people off If I did that Yeah the, the problem is Is like A lot of people who say A lot of this like Green Green Energy And, and push for it um, I think a lot of times Are a little bit Not Really Grounded in reality You know like some of the people, even when I was in school, maybe it's better now, but when I was in school, I used to have this big, because uh, I went to a, a state school with many, many branches, and they had this one year where they would send the, the representatives from the school, and there would be like this big committee, and we would vote on things, and the vote, one of the votes were on divesting from fossil fuels, right? We were gonna, as a student body, tell the, whoever was running the funds for the, for the state university that we wanted them to divest from any investment in fossil fuel. Right, and then hearing some of these people talk, some of them are like, "Yeah, we shouldn't even take anything out of the ground. Period. Like nothing. Anything that's underground should not be used."
1: What? Nothing. And
0: I, was like, what and, I "And I said, what are you talking about?" I said, you, "So you don't want iron? You don't want copper? You don't want gold?" <laughs>
1: How are your iPhone's going to be made How then, are you love?
0: Make all your green energy stuff. Like, what do you want to do here, man? And I, I think some people are just really radicalized with the idea. I have no, I have nothing against green energy. I think it's, I love the idea of building something. Like, solar panels, to me, seem like a, cool, a really cool idea as, like, a backup at the moment until we find something that's more steady. Like, any time we can use solar panels over fossil fuels, fine. But at the end of the day, even, you, you know, you see all these people who have these giant solar farms. Once they're not working, they go straight back to the, to the coal plants and stuff.
1: You know that Australia is actually setting up this, like, monumental solar panels to power, I forgot what it is, the amount in Singapore... Yeah like 20% or something like that, something nuts.
0: To me, that's awesome, right? I think Singapore just built what, well, they have one of the largest world's floating solar farms. Yeah. So it just floats on, like to me, that all makes sense, right? I, I mean, okay, it might take a long time for it to get carbon neutral. Like you were mentioning, it takes about 10 years, but <clears throat> even if that's the case, okay, 10 years, realistically speaking, especially after these past couple of years on COVID, that, that'll that probably go by pretty fast, right? Yeah, so true. And it's a 10 year investment to, to cut, Cut down substantially. I don't think that's such a such a big deal. But then the other the other problem I have, or the kind of going back to the whole China thing, right, is the other the other thing is when you look at countries that are still like say industrializing or developing and maybe not as far ahead. Or, or fossil fuels are really their way to power and give give the benefits that you know maybe say Western countries and, and other countries have had.
1: It's just weird. It's just weird. It's it's just weird that we actually are, are in a way responsible for China's emissions. Because yes, of course, they're like you know one point six two billion people. So yes, of course, there's that. But the West has also moved all of their manufacturing to there in Vietnam and wherever. So all they you know it, It's not even just like clothes and iPhones and like you know. Bob Marley boom box It's like everything else that you can imagine. All the chemicals and fertilizer for our crops and whatnot. So, and it's a similar thing for Australia because Australia gets, um like I said, people say, "Oh, well, we're really high. Our emissions are really high considering our population." Well, what people aren't addressing is that we're literally the mine for like the whole entire world. You know, like w- we are. We are the supplier of of basically everything you can imagine. I mean, an example at the moment is this whole uh, green green revolution, right, that we're going through and, and the new green dealers, you know, old, old Sleepy Joe calls it. But um, you look at, like, manganese, like green hydrogen, uh, cobalt, lithium, spodumene, um, all the rare earths, Right, all the rare earths that are used in like satellites and everything like that, it all comes from Australia, and it all needs to be dug out of the ground. So, you know, I was kind of quickly read through that whole Glasgow summit, right? And it was a hugely divisive issue in Australia because coal's our second um, biggest export, and sometimes if iron ore comes off, it's our biggest. So, you've got this huge chunk of Australia which is like literally whole towns are employed by it. And then you've got the rest of the population, which is like, well, we need to get on board and do a bit for the planet. Um but it's yeah, it's oh, yeah. gonna be interesting to see what's gonna what's gonna happen. Look, I I'm definitely for green renewables, but I'm just calling bullshit in a lot of this that the facts need to actually be there and, and, and be correct. Like so the, the people go nuts in Australia over it, but then if you for example look at what we hit. We smashed um, Kyoto. We hit our Paris targets. um, We're really like, despite being a coal producer, the other side, the other side of the society is really putting in a lot of effort to it and kudos to them. But you look at New Zealand, right? New Zealand went from 2% to 10% of coal fired um, power and they excluded uh, cattle cattle and farming and sheep and whatever because of all the methane so it's yeah. like they're actually polluting more <laughs> whilst whilst they're having the audacity to turn to us and say well we're contemplating not buying your bonds cuz you're huge polluters it's like that's that's what irritates me Sorry?
0: they they said that they didn't want to buy the bonds they
1: they floated they floated the idea i don't know if they actually went through it or if it was just a, you know one of those someone's bored in the newspaper days and try to scare people
0: yeah that's ridiculous
1: but that's why that's why uh, we we rushed through all this 2050 emission targets and everything like that because as the as the government rightly said like no one's going to loan to you any money in the future you know
0: In, in the future i i agree i think that and i think okay i think it also comes down to a time question right some people think we don't have any time some people think we do have time I think it depends on, on where you stand in terms of how much time you think we actually have. Um, do you think if we fought, figure it out in fifty? I mean, cause some people say it doesn't even matter, right? Some people say that it's 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 been put on a put on a path that we can't deviate from now, and we're all screwed anyway. So if that's the case, just you know, f it then.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like there has to be there has to be some element of hope because if it is that we're on a path of destruction, then why are we even you you might as well just like crank the coal up and just go you know last 20 years i'm gonna live it up if if we are that stuffed you know so
0: yeah that my my big thing too and i and, and and i could be wrong about this i find a lot of the green energy stuff is a huge it, it, barring a couple of the things is a huge scam massive scam and i think it's an easy way for people to prey off of people who want to be Say want to feel good about themselves for being carbon neutral or, or or doing something to help the environment, and they sell these things as a as an alternative, right? Now I'm okay. And when it comes to this stuff, I wouldn't say I'm very well versed. But if you have something like uh, like electric cars, right? That's not that's something I will almost with the current battery situation. That's something I'll never buy into. You have to do mining to get the battery. When the battery's expired, how do you get rid of it? Right? Well, they've
1: got they've got car they've got car lots in France, of lot like, because they've been quite far ahead in the electric. It's the same thing. I, would, I what I would love to see now, thinking about it, because in Paris I was seeing pictures of these old like Renault electric cars just piled up in the yard. Right? I'd yeah. love to I'd love to have like a recycle a recycle revolution. Like I would love people to actually like. Okay, we're doing we're doing green, right? But then we're recycling it and we're putting it back into the technology, like steel, right? So like steel, steel. Like, they they tear down Detroit, you know, old car car warehouses to put the steel, send it to China. They put it back into steel coils and sell it back to America to build, you know, whatever. Scrap metals are very. Big thing. I mean, you look at iron ore imports. It's one of its, you know, its competitors is just burning the scrap. So that has to be, I think, something similar there. But then it becomes again like an emissions. So there is an element that I feel that the technology um, we just don't know. I mean, look, bro. At thirty five, I I grew up on Nokia 330, 10 phones, and I was looking at the other day. <laughs> at this Ericsson phone that I had from when I went to the golf with my dad when I was like
0: the Sony Ericsson?
1: Yeah, no, it was even old, bro. It was even older, man. It was even older. It was like, really? yeah, and it, and it had on the advertisement Einstein's new technology, and it was just this black this little black box with a tiny little line to see the phone number. Um, so that's like in my lifetime, that's how much it's, it's, it's jumped in the space of, let's call it maybe a bit over 20 years. So yeah, when we're looking at like 2050, like, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll probably be on like, you know, if I'm still around, we'll be on like Mars and God knows what else, man. Like, and, and, and the speed of AI technology, like this AI technology is fascinating. Like how, how, how it just keeps improving the yeah, the, the, like someone said to me the other day that one of the last things that will be will be like elements of sort of farming, um, you know, because the farmer's out in the bush that needs to control sort of the AIs, but AI will, rep, you know, replace most of it. And there was that guy that was running for the Democrats, the Yang, whatever his name was, um, that was the, you know, the, the minimum minimum salary of Americans because they're going to re- be replaced by AI. But well, man, what do you think about AI? Do you enjoy it?
0: Do I do I enjoy AI?
1: Well, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Oh, um, it's. uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it. I think it's a cool concept, right? And I I think it's could make life infinitely easier. But then at the same time, I guess when you make things very easy, what happens to? To society as a whole, too, right? I mean, on on the one hand, I never understood something where you know some people complain about, um, say, lower lower birth rates in certain countries, right? And the reason that's happening, in my opinion, is because the economy itself is being advanced to a certain degree that it's not you know two hundred years ago where you needed to have like four or five kids
1: to work the farm, basically. Yeah.
0: Two would work the farm, and then one would maybe go work in the city, right? You you would have that. You don't really need that anymore. Um, so I, I think it works if the population, it's weird, right? Because I, I feel that if, if AI becomes more prevalent and then you start cutting out all the menial labor jobs, right what do you do with the people who no longer really have a place? Now some people say, oh, well that gives them, we should live in, like, in a freer, more creative society where the free time that you now have because you don't need to work, should be put towards thinking of new ideas or pursuing art and all these other wonderful things i agree with that but i also really believe that the people who run society aren't really that content on saying yeah we're going to build something to support everybody all the time and let them go do you
1: know but it's for it's forever the problem of um it's forever problem of the society that we see play out in the sense that what what does what does sort of the working man do i mean. You look at America... I mean, look, you look at, like, Pittsburgh, right? You know, like, used to be sort of the... It's literally still the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, the the name of the sort of steel towns and everything like that, and now it's known as sort of the Rust Belt, it's replaced by, like, universities. And then it's just bizarre, because when you read about a lot of these American cities, it's like, you know, John Hopskin or University of Pittsburgh or whatever it is, hires, like, 35,000 people. But then what happens when, like... The city... College changes, or or there's a COVID shutdown. Like, your city's basically wiped out. We had the same thing in Australia. Like, education was our, I think, one of our third biggest exports or something like that. As soon as COVID and international borders shut, it's like, you know. But you know what's crazy, right? So, the whole entire... the The Melbourne University. Sorry to digress, but the Melbourne University is like one of our main unis here, and like you know, it's a, it's old and distinguished and blah blah blah. So uh, COVID hits, and they they fire like four hundred and fifty or five hundred people, right? Yeah. And then, um, then they're now hiring. uh got to got to get this as correct as possible. For $120,000 a year, a gender diversity manager. Yeah.
0: I was about to say, for sure, it's going to be a diversity officer. I have yeah. one of those in my school. Well, I think they got paid like 80 grand, 80 USD.
1: Bro, 80, like.
0: 80 USD in here. I said, shit, give me that.
1: Gonna admit, gotta admit, mate, if I was part of the LGBTQIA community, I'd be pumped. It, it'd be like, it'd be freaking awesome. Because it's like, that's your belief that's the way that you are, right? You get to go to the uni, you get paid an absolute fucking shit ton of cashola, right? <laughs> to just go around and and basically like just basically inform people of of uh, you know, how to how to sort of benefit the society and how not to how to stop discrimination basically. Like to actually sort of stop discrimination. So It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So anyway, mate, we'll uh, keep going through the old BBC news. Um, I guess uh, you know without without going into uh, too much of the private details, but uh, my viewers know that I, that I'm half Polish and I like to do the old polska polska and uh, might be a bit of Russian Russian flying around. What do you think about the whole Belarus thing at the moment? Have you been Have you been watching it? Have you heard?
0: I haven't been. I
1: haven't been following it. <laughs> so basically, what's happened, right, is um, Poland, Poland, and Belarus are having a bit of a argy bargy because during the Olympics, I think we we took one of <laughs> we took one of the Bulgarian runners and gave them asylum. And um, Poland is uh, is part of NATO and European Union, but in in typical Polish favour, they're 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 there until the money kind of stops and good luck <laughs> good luck germany and france trying to get them to pay back ever, ever again so what the belarus has done cuz they've got this you know full blown dictator who's been there since the fall of the soviet union he's one of he's basically like one of the last strong men left in the world he started granting all these visas to like iraqis and syrians and etc etc <laughs> And just flooding the border with basically, what um, it becomes almost becomes almost a legal minefield because the poles are saying you're flooding our borders with illegal migrants, and the Belarusians are like, nah, we're just like giving them free passage." So the poles are quite, um, how to put it, they're very they're very proud of their their Catholic heritage, and they're very proud of their. Um, Polish history, and um, they're quite happy to be—they're quite happy to sort of maintain the majority of, of uh, people being sort of the Polish, tracing uh, the history back to put it politely, yeah. right? So a little bit, probably, frankly, probably a little bit, a little bit racist, because also they've fought for so so many centuries for their independence. I, that
0: I wouldn't call it—I <clears throat> wouldn't call it racist. It's just exactly the history is so long and rich
1: you know like the kings go the kings go back to 970 right and it's just the 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 and uh, the thing with polish people is like their their culture and their music and their writing the language and the histories it's like a a very intense it's a very intense patriotism you know my mum has been over here for 50 years and she's still like to the core like for for the country, you know, like to the absolute core. Um, so the poles have put like twelve thousand to fifteen thousand troops on. Now the Russians obviously uh, don't <laughs> don't want NATO too close to their borders, so they've started flying over those big ass bombers on quote unquote training <laughs> runs. And uh, Poland's kind of called NATO, saying, "Yeah, we we not mind giving this a crack. <laughs> like we're not taking any shit from anyone, right? Uh, because that's the thing about poles; they're absolute fucking lunatics. You know, they'll just they'll just cavalry charge into people with like no fear, even with like take, bro, like even in the takes and everything like that. They just they just don't care. There's just it's it's no fear to the point of insanity." You know, it's like literally there's just there's just it's it's past courage. But I mean, what do you what do you think about Belarus? Do you kind of agree with his tactics from uh, other side of seeing things of, you know what? These guys are trying to depose me. I'm just going to I'm just going to play other tactics because the the, the real people suffering here are obviously the illegal migrants that want a better life. Uh, and they've got this sort of strongman Belarusian president playing strong-arm tactics.
0: It's sort of a skirt. To me, it seems like a scorched earth thing. I mean, who, who wins here, really? Like, uh, okay, maybe he's getting back at at, uh, at uh, Poland now, but then if the migrants get into Poland or they don't get into Poland and then they're stuck in Belarus, I mean, yep, they're going to be there now. How are you going to provide for them? Then it becomes not only a burden on the taxpayers in those respective countries, but also obviously the migrants are in a place where uh, who knows how accepted they'll be and and they really don't fit in with the culture. It just seems stupid to me, honestly. It's just, uh, it's sort of like a huzzah. Maybe it's his last... Maybe he's not gonna be around
1: much longer. He's just like, screw it, I'm gonna have some fun. <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna go out all guns blazing, fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's a way to get back at somebody. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, that's
1: just, but, but then all <laughs> but then also, mm. what happens is they never ever stay in Poland anyway. They just like keep oh, moving okay. to like Germany oh, and well, UK and no. France.
0: Yeah, because they don't want to be, uh, they don't want to be in a place that's not gonna. You know, really take care of them.
1: And it's also the fact that the the Polish language is like it's unbelievably hard to to learn. You know, it's like I don't
0: think they generally learn the language of the places they go to anyway.
1: Yeah, and it's just also the you know the the strong Catholicism there as well. You know, I mean, God, you you try you try you try. You try and build to the person that's actually on this podcast to the person that's actually going to build a mosque in the middle of like Vashava, like like good luck, <laughs> like generally good luck um, because yeah, it would be God, you, God.
0: And country, That's nice to have,
1: bro. You you would you'd have because they've got a lot of hooligans there as well. I remember when I was in um, I was in Krakov, right. And uh, we went, I went for this day trip with my mum to the salt mines and it's like it, it's underground salt mine. but what was pretty cool is I did this full church made out of salt, like it kind of looks like almost like a granity sort of thing. And we're on the bus back. and um, the whole city gets locked down for the crack of uh, soccer derby, the football okay. derby, right? Yeah. Because but it doesn't get just like, they don't just close the shops they get full-blown like fucking tanks and military personnel and like armed soldiers and everything like that because they get so lubed up of vodka and into it that they just run in these like massive hordes just like fighting like something out of a barbarian film. So anyway, we're on the bus back and um, my mum just, uh, you know, she's, she's quite liberal and not holding back in translation so they're like brruh, brruh. and then my mum's like my mum what are they saying she goes oh well that guy's joking that that guy has a small dick and that guy there claims that he was with a chick with big tits and rooted her but that wasn't the case and then this other guy is saying that at least that they don't have like hairy vaginas and like it was like <laughs> i was like what the heck like about some 70 something year old mother telling me this and as we pass the one of the fans, the whole bus erupts. Like, and they all charge to the one side of the bus, and the bus starts to tilt over, right? Literally, because there's so many pushing in the one direction, rattling the windows. So he yells, like, go to the other side, we're about to tip, and polish. So they run back, and yeah, it was just... But can you imagine? Can you imagine just all those hordes? Just if you, if it goes against the grain, that's why it's like a lot of, a lot of those uh, in a lot of those countries with Eastern Europe, they just, they just keep going through because they're full of fucking maniacs, basically.
0: Yeah, you know, I never get why people. Uh, I just, I just can't get, I can't get behind the wildness of. People, like, I think it's fine to like sports, but why take it to that, you know, why take it to that, that level, right, it's like, uh, okay, I don't watch soccer, obviously, or football, whatever you want to call it, um, but I watch American football, and even when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I mean, I was happy, I actually wasn't even in Philly, I, I was skiing in Vermont, um, but I, wa- I was watching it there and it was like cool, okay, whatever, and then, you know, people were taking off work to go to the to the parade and, and I mean, you have to realize, I think the parade was like in February or something, so it was fucking cold, man, and people willingly took off work to wake up early in the morning to go to this parade where you just stood around, um, you know, practically wanted to piss yourself because you couldn't move because the crowd was so big in freezing cold weather. And they were like, "Oh, we have to do it. It's like so much fun." And then obviously things got rowdy. And I think when they actually won, there were people setting stuff on fire and flipping.
1: Cars. Yeah, cool. I remember the I remember the meme of like the soldier next to this like burnt out building. <laughs> it was like after the Eagles won <laughs> because I just started going nuts.
0: Okay, it's cool that they won, but fuck's sake! Like, why are you so happy? What do you get? Because
1: out? it's a tribalism. It's uh, I mean, it's, I, it, it's
0: not even like you get it. I would understand tribalism to the point of if you got something out of it, right?
1: But I you think know, you like, do. Like, I think I think that either. you, you also, mean, yeah. you get caught up in the emotions of it as well, though.
0: Nah, like, if somebody tells me they like gambling, I understand If you bet $3,000 on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, I understand why you would flip something over because you just won a lot of money, you know, if you bet yeah. at the beginning of the season. But, like, all these people who don't bet and they're just, like, fans of it, I, I think it's fine to be a fan, Right. It's fine to be a fan. But in I feel like people use it too much as a replacement for just like avoid and other things going on in their life. Like how can you be so invested in something that really at the end of the day plays act no like you get no benefit out of it unless you work in some sports commentating thing, right? Maybe you're lucky. I went to high school with a guy who loved sports. I mean, you asked him about any Philadelphia team. He knew the trades,
1: the contracts, the line, like, for anything. It's like
0: Rain Man. Yeah, it was really... But like, that's all he knew. But he got a job <laughs> working for... A, he got a job working
1: for a <laughs> <he was> Talking <laughs> about build up sports teams. so, like, mate, okay, so speaking of sports, speaking of sports <laughs> broadcasting, right, this is a classic. So, my dad walks with... um, Goes for a walk with his... You know, made of his every... I think it's Monday nights, Right. And uh, he was actually—he's a Kiwi guy—and he was quite good. He, he actually ended up going to what's known as the Commonwealth Games, which is all the former British colonies, right? I don't know why you yeah. Yanks didn't get an invite, you know? Because well, it's a story for another day. But anyway, so he's competed, and he was also doing—he—he he was also doing sport uh, broadcasting for rugby because in New Zealand rugby is huge. Yeah. So he's running a little bit late. <laughs> And he runs in, he's putting his jacket on, he's about to go live on air, and he turns to the guy and says, Oh, sorry, mate, running late, what's the score? Well, the guy's a larrikin, so he gives them the complete wrong score, and then he answers to the whole of fucking New Zealand <laughs> the completely wrong score. And then so everyone's in, in the stadium listening, oh, like, oh, who, the f- who the fuck is this guy is told the fucking wrong score? Mate, he got absolute uproar. <laughs>
0: That's fucking hysterical. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Uh, that was absolutely oh, yeah. classic, bro. So that's good. But,
0: uh, no, I like I like I like sports. I like watching, but I can never get into it like that. Like I, you can never say like if my if the team I support won, right? Hey, let's wake up at seven a.m. so we can stand out in the February cold of Philadelphia to see the see the guys who make millions of dollars walk by us in a parade.
1: Yeah, and the freezing cold. I'm, I'm not really necessarily <laughs> for. Yeah.
0: And I, uh, there, there were people. <clears throat> there were videos. They were they were they were literally pissing themselves. They pissed themselves because they didn't want to lose their spot in the crowd because it was so close to the to the art museum steps, the you know the rocky steps that are so that are so famous.
1: Yeah, bro, that's where I went when I went uh, to Philly, bro. You had to have to take your picture of have to take your picture of the little rocky statue, and run up the steps.
0: It's sad that everything that happened in Philadelphia. That's like the most famous thing nowadays.
1: It's like the birthplace. Oh, it's like
0: Revolution the
1: yeah is lit.
0: <laughs> And when you say Philadelphia, like, oh yeah, Rocky. <laughs> how funny was Bill
1: Burr, how funny was a Bill Burr episode when he got heckled at um, Philadelphia and he's like, and he's like, 20, 20, 20 seconds, fuck you, and fuck Rocky, and fuck you made up person, 18 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 look, I, I, the,
0: the reason I think he, a lot of people love him after that was because, you know, most of what he said was true. <laughs> Man, but the fact I just
1: I just love the yeah. fact the balls in the dude. Hey, he's just going. I don't care if I lose my career. I'm just going to go and tell these people to fuck off. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I think in that kind of capacity, the Philadelphians would appreciate the the brutal the brutal honesty. But it is it is it is true. I mean, look we have a we have a movie about some uh, Sylvester Stallone, Italian guy in Philadelphia, and exactly what he said when you had Joe Frazier.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man. Like, smoker I'm joe crazy. fraser man yeah exactly you
0: know my, my dad my dad met him
1: oh mate i would have i would have yeah, shed a tear dad. meeting him
0: i don't know where he met him but he he ran into him at some event and he shook his hand and he said shaking his hand was like a friggin it was like a it was like a brick it was like a piece of iron yeah like, i liked him a lot i wish i i wish he I, you know i wish he didn't pass away
1: i really liked him mate, and i heard that he did like really good things for the youth in philly as well you know
0: you know barring how you things that come out about people and then you like somebody and then you find out that they're you know touching kids on the side you're like oh fuck me i threw my hat into that i threw my hat into that camp so barring all the information i know at this moment and i don't know everything he seemed like a really cool dude
1: (laughs) yeah and he seemed like because like i was always i was always um muhammad ali because just for the skills and i like the fact i like people of conviction that stand up for what they believe in but i just always felt that like I just felt like Joe Fraser. He needed like almost a separate period because he was such an incredible boxer that had he been like a couple of years earlier, a couple of years later, like he would have really had his time. But then at the same time, it's like. I think he
0: had his time
1: he's known as the he beat muhammad ali man come on yeah true true so and
0: he was known as like the the number two to like look even if you ask anybody now most people would say the best boxer okay maybe if there's people get very technical about things i don't know maybe technically he's not but i would assume most people would say muhammad ali is the best right then you have the guy who beat muhammad ali and was always considered to be his challenger not a bad fucking not a bad spot to take
1: yeah, I think Ali I think Ali even attended his uh Ali was even there at his at his funeral yeah, as well. And they used to go on uh, interviews yeah. together all the time and they yeah. jokes about
0: their fights and stuff. They seemed really cool with uh, really cool with each other. Um I don't know though. I don't watch boxing really.
1: Thriller in Manila. Thriller in Manila, yeah. That's right.
0: I yeah, I watch the old fights. I can't I don't know, new do boxing I'm just not I think it's UFC now, right? Everybody
1: likes UFC. I feel like boxing. I feel like boxing went off with like the Chichenko brothers, and they were really good. But people kind of yeah, lost. Dude. People kind of lost interest in it. But now you've got um, like Tyson Fury a bit of a lad, so he's really brought it back. And then Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. And then there was a guy that beat who was the that random Mexican dude that beat Anthony Joshua Ruiz or whatever his name was. It's a fucking classic. It was like a couple of years ago now, I think. It was just like some fat Mexican dude that just come in, just wailed it out and just took him out. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And even he was just like, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, I beat the dude. This is unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I, I think I watched, was it was, was years ago and it was Pacquiao and... Um, uh, Floyd.
1: Uh, yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Uh,
0: that was
1: long ago. I don't know if they fought again after I watched them. Again, another Philly boxer. Right? Philly stance. Well, I, I don't know if he was from Philadelphia, but he definitely used Philly style of boxing. If
0: he is, I'm very upset. I don't think so because Philadelphia loves to like latch on to people who are from... Not even Philadelphia, just Pennsylvania. Because
1: he uses a, he uses that like sort of the Southpaw Philly style. Ah, okay,
0: okay. I'm curious
1: now Let's see where he's from.
0: Floyd. Michigan. Oh yeah. So Philadelphia, that would be frickin' everywhere, man. I don't know what it is. Like I said, for for a city and even for a state that was one of the first states, we, we really kind of latch on to stupid shit.
1: Well, that's the same with everyone, though, isn't it? Like oh. yeah, that's
0: true. true. Like the only reason I like T Swift is because she's from Pennsylvania. Oh. I would she was from PA.
1: Tay Tay, has she married yet? The old Tay Tay?
0: No, she's not married. What's she
1: doing? I don't know. She seems to go through quite. She seems to go through quite a lot of blokes. Probably be hard, I guess, being Tato. Um, all right, mate. I've got another thing for you on the old BBC website. Uh, Scorpions kill three and injure hundreds in Aswan, Egypt. Have you read this article?
0: Oh, that sounds pretty baller. So let me... <laughs> not, that, not that people... What? The scorpions are rising up. Yeah. Scorpion king. Scorp- that was in The Mummy.
1: Scorpions in Egypt have stung three people to death in the southern city of Aswan after heavy storms brought them to the streets and homes. Some 450 more people were injured by scorpion stings. Hail and thunderstorms in the area near the River Nile were particularly violent. Scorpions are regularly washed into the streets by heavy rain while snakes have also been disturbed. This is like some Moses end of time shit. This is is like, like number six plague or whatever it was. E- and you should know this. Extra, do- extra doses of antivenom have been provided to medical centres and villages. Doctors are pulled away from giving vaccinations to treat scorpion stings. That's crazy. They've stopped giving COVID vaccinations because there's such a fucking nightmare of scorpion stings. People have been urged to stay at home and avoid places with many trees. And Adam is home to the fat tail yes. scorpion that are among the most deadly in the world. Venom from a black fat tail can kill humans in under an hour.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, look, if you're in Egypt and somebody says, hey, this guy got stung by a scorpion, he's going to die in an hour, or this guy may or may not have COVID, I think your priorities are going to be pretty well set there. Probably going to take... sure <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> the other one, you know, you don't know. <laughs>
1: Maybe 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 not. Maybe fucked, maybe not fucked. <laughs> not surprising,
0: honestly, not not, not surprising, I think. It, you should have this in Australia too, right? Whenever uh, whenever it rains too much. I ha- look, I have it here too, even in Singapore. When it rains too much, I see we get we get I get ants.
1: Apparently I've I've heard of snakes in toilets in Singapore.
0: I've never had a snake in a toilet. Well, I've never thank, thank
1: you. <laughs> 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 the 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 one, the one that when you do it you feel like you feel like just just nothing left of you <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just oh, oh god! There's sometimes you have one where you start heating up and then you finish and there's just you've taken your top off and there's just nothing left and you've got to go back into the office at normal, but deep down you're fucked and you just want to, just want to, you want to leave for the rest of the day. Yeah. Now I've heard of actual that. Uh, oh fuck! It was, it was off one of the old shipping boys. It was like. Like yeah, actual I forgot it was a python or something like that because they work their way up through the the systems and everything like that when it floods. I think. Yeah. But yeah, Australia, Australia's the, the mate, there's friggin' ev- everything that everything can kill you here, mate. That's the weirdest thing because like you you kind of just grow up in a country where even like the smallest spider you got to be like real careful how you how you go about killing it and. Yeah, I mean th- the thing for me that I don't like are the two things are snakes and sharks. Or we call them we call them Noah's uh, in Australia because it's a Cockney slang Noah Ark shark. So yeah, the Noahs we hate, and why then sharks? why? What they do to you? Well, they take look I, as a general animal.
0: Why, why you? you it's their property,
1: though. I know that we're kind of in their ocean, but they just I, I'm just really scared of sharks because it's like. You know, a lot of a lot of places, a lot of places when you go and swimming, there's there's you know, you, it's always in the back of your mind. Some gl- uh,
0: no, I don't. I, I think the only time I was ever scared of sharks is is maybe a week after I watched Jaws.
1: Bro, everyone was. I remember as a kid. This is like looking back. Parenting's really changed because the stuff that like the stuff that we had at kids now would would just not pass the the PG guidance anymore. I watched, I, watched Sh- I watched Jaws Bro I was so freaked out as a kid Because I watched Jaws like Like young young Like bro probably like 9 years old or Like something stupid um, it about the same
0: when I watched
1: it. And I remember I was freaked out in the swimming pool Because I shut my eyes uh, Diving into the swimming pool And then I started to have a panic That there was fucking Jaws behind me So I started swimming as fast as I possibly could And then opened my eyes and realised I was in a swimming pool The other one was um, that film, Candyman, the horror film. Oh yeah. You know, they look in the mirror and say Candyman. That one, bruh, bruh. That was like, I remember again, like probably would would have been no more than like ten years old. I watched it. We were staying up the coast in holiday house, and uh, I. uh, I got about three quarters of the way, and then I was like, "I'm, I'm not going to sleep for like freaking month after this. I just got to bounce." I'm no good at horror films. I admit, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pansy. I'm, 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 I'm... i would say The three,
0: the three horror films that, that got me the most when I was young, there were two. I would say it was Child's Play. Child's Play got me because the dolls. Ah. A doll always freaked me out. I never liked how dolls looked and then the idea that a doll would come to life. And that one scene where he's crawling underneath the car the car seat and uh, the from underneath? Yeah. Fuck my life. <laughs> it terrified me to think that some little doll could crawl underneath my bed at night and just shank me. <laughs> that be the end of it. <laughs> and that would be the end of it. Oops. The second one was <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Michael yeah. Kruger. The smartest idea. this Because when really, I think, as far as horror movies go, fucking such a good idea because when you're scared of something as a kid the whole idea is you just want to fall asleep right you just you eventually fall asleep and then you're okay but this was literally saying don't fall asleep because <laughs> that's when they come <laughs>
1: i mean if you're if you're a myth head you could watch that and be fine right it just wouldn't have to worry about it like i never sleep for five days anyway <laughs> uh
0: and then the third one which really fucked me for probably like a month was the exorcist because my mom had uh. Thirteen yeah. or twelve years old, and my mom was like, "All right," because I told you about my mom. She's she's pretty pretty religious, I would say. Yeah. And I was and I was going to go to the Catholic school, and she's not Catholic. Obviously, we're Orthodox. Orthodox, but, yeah. But, yeah, but um she, you know, she wants me to be a good Christian Christian gentleman. Whether or not that worked out.
1: <laughs> still, time. still time, mate. There's still a couple of holy marys you can say afterwards. <laughs>
0: Fuck me, man. I got so scared after watching that movie, The Exorcist. I was terrified, especially because I think my mom sort of implied that, like, yeah, if you're not good, <laughs> gonna
1: <happen> to you. <laughs> just you. It's just Eastern European parenting, is it? It's either you get yelled at slapped or the oh fear God. of God it's put like into you.
0: fucking Krampus, man. I was shitting my pants. <laughs> I was I was I was a really good Christian I would say for about those about one to two months I was like for sure I'm hedging my bets here oh bro this ain't this ain't happening to me
1: yeah and I, I but it was also other stuff like um I was having like I was having a chat to my mate the other day like you'd be given like full blown knives like I I remember like I I had like a full on toolkit and like fi- a fishing a fishing kit right and like a fucking massive blade and I used to, because you know when you're a kid you're scared of ghosts I used to always be like, look if there's a ghost or a robber, I know where the blade is, I'm like, I'm ready to go, <laughs> I'm ready to go to defend this household, whether it, whether in the, you know, goo goo gaga land or some robber trying to steal my mum's pearls. <laughs> you know? but yeah it was just different times
0: What's the deal in Australia actually? I was talking about this with uh...
1: Oh, because in America you've got your stand your ground rule sort of thing, yeah.
0: Some, some cities, some states, you do, yeah. And and because we were watching those, um, uh, we were watching those videos on YouTube where they show you people who break into the house and the security camera catches it while the couple are sleeping, or or, or the couple, or like let's say a, a woman who's alone knows somebody's following her and kind of, um, uh, I guess, like stalking them. Not really. St- Yeah, stalking, I would guess, would be the right word. And they're kind of like, they would drive past the house a lot or kind of walk around the
1: house. I don't know,
0: man. If me, I'd be like, shit, if if you're in, like, frickin' uh, Kentucky, you'd probably blow that guy's head off and nobody would ask any questions.
1: I think the only thing stopping me is, I I think the only thing stopping me is the uh, thou shalt not kill is one of the commandments. Because if if you had the law on your side, (laughs) it's just like... (laughs)
0: That commandment don't matter, bro, especially for the Polish. How many crusades you guys have? oh uh, great <laughs> that guy been, <laughs> been, damn, been, it's negotiable at best <laughs> may, may have
1: may have also defeated the turks at the battle of vienna so they they didn't uh didn't get true. through to europe mate you know and look at the things we got uh, look at the thanks that poland got for defending the whole entire christian europe just <laughs> just, 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 like. just western europe you
0: know that the you know they don't talk about this they don't teach us in school either and i never knew about this until like i spoke to some people in my church that there were there were Catholic Crusades against Orthodox Christians.
1: Yeah, well, that that split started um, in uh, that split started in uh, Constantinople, which is now Istanbul, and um, and the they excommunicated each other, and it was it was like only until recently. I forgot it was like the sixties or like something, you know. Not sort of too far future that they they kind of came together and had a bit of a bit of a peace pact, but otherwise, yeah, they were at each other's throats. And then the obviously the Protestants, like you look at the what were they called the the Calvians in the North, so Northern Europe, um, it was like the Netherlands and everything like that. Or no? Sorry. Why
0: do I think Huguenots? What
1: the hell were Huguenots? Huguenots were the French Protestants. And they got booted out by the... They got booted out by the French Royals and the Huguenots ended up in America. Right, okay. In the French... In the French area, so yeah.
0: It all over. Yeah, man. I always say, you guys should just come back to the fold. <laughs> come on. Open arms. Open arms. But, yeah, I mean... Um... Fuck! What were we talking
1: about? We were talking about horror films, and then we went into then we went into religion. What
0: the fuck did you get here? But no, I remember talking to
1: oh and in terms of burglars. So in Australia, generally the we don't have we don't have guns in Australia, and oh, right, yeah. and
0: we also um buyback program.
1: Yeah, it was after um the Port Arthur massacre, and I think it was ninety six or ninety seven. And then yeah. John Howard at the time bought back all the all the weapons, so you can, I think you though,
0: right? you, <sighs> or you could keep it for hunting. I'm assuming they let you keep guns for hunting in Australia. How do you go roo shooting if you don't?
1: You, you 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 can have you can have it was it was more a push on the automatic weapons and maybe semi-automatic. And there's not really that many gun stores. I think
0: like everything semi-automatic is just like your your standard handgun or
1: so you. Can, I think most people kind of own like a. What is it? The bolt action kind of gun, like the twenty three or whatever it is, um, but it's like very strict. You've got to have like proper,
0: action, like the old school World War Two. Have to lift up the yeah on the side, push it forward. Yeah,
1: it or or yeah that, or or like a shotgun, or a sort of like maybe like I think you know you get a couple of bullets in the cartridge sort of thing. Um,
0: it's, it's semi-auto is just a standard handgun.
1: But you, like handguns and everything like that are very hard to get. It's only really the it's only really the bikies that that have like any form of ammunition here. Because even the gangs like even even the gang fights are usually um, just it used to be fists up to about probably about ten years ago, and then like you had certain people from other communities that sort of introduced like knives and machetes. Um, when that came into it, but there's no real, there's no real gunfights or anything like that. It's just usually just sort of biffos. So, if someone enters your house. Usually, usually they take the the side of the robber. Ironically, like <laughs> they kind of help the robber out more. That's um, what do they do in, in, in a lot of
0: places in the US too. Right? Whereas in
1: like in terms of prevention, I mean, there's not there's not really much you can do but kind of get yeah. a golf club and say, "Please leave my home," or just take what you want.
0: I can't stand it. Like, if someone breaks into my house and wants to steal my teeth, you, you fucking gambling, bro. You're <laughs> you, can, you can go
1: for it. There was always part of me that wanted to go a little bit overboard. Like, have this huge, have this like, this part of the wall opens and then there's this huge fucking turret behind a sandbag. And you're like, click, click. You're like, you've got 10 seconds to leave, bro, before this starts rat a tat tatting Yeah, but anyway, I I uh, I, I hate I
0: hate I hate what's happening in terms of who's in the right and who's in the wrong with a lot of things. Like, I mean, you even look at New York now; they release all these repeat offenders, and then they go out and they commit more crimes, end up killing people, and things like this. And then they they still get away, right? It's like, why why are law-abiding people? What's the problem here? Like, why 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 are you going against people who? do anything, right? Like if someone breaks into my house, they violate my privacy, my safety, that kind of, that that God-given right to not, to, you're not supposed to have those things violated, right? That's all the point, right? You're, the, the, the beautiful thing about the U.S., and this is the thing I've always said, which is kind of a hurting and a helping thing, is the community can sometimes be not very close, but that's a product of the fact that the idea is, is don't bother me, I don't bother you, right? Do whatever you want, just don't bother me.
1: It's the way it should be, though,
0: right? Right. And, you know, okay, maybe nowadays I think people take more of the don't bother me portion of it, right? Yeah. They want to bother other people, but they don't want to be bothered. It does; It's not the same as it used to be. Um, but, yeah, okay, in Philadelphia, it's horrible. In, in Philadelphia, geez, if someone, uh, okay, I, I, I don't know. This is a very hard topic, Guns, right? Who knows? Who knows what the right answer is, what the wrong answer is? I know that if you're in an area where it's easy to smuggle guns in, I think normal people should be allowed to have guns.
1: I think in, this, in, in, in the sense of America, I always said if I lived in America, I would own like quite a few guns, and in an open-carry state, I'd carry as well, only because, only because everyone else has it. You don't want to be in a situation where you're the muppet that doesn't and, and, and you've got no, no way of protecting yourself. It's well, a it, problem.
0: Because you have like like, okay, take Singapore, Australia as an example, right? They're islands. That it, it's more or less easier to control what comes in and out. Of course, you can smuggle weapons and guns in, right? But it's a much bigger investment to smuggle them in via sea or border control check than it is like the U.S., right? Anything in South America, Mexico can come right through the southern border, right? We can't even control people coming in. Who's to say we can't control some inanimate gun? objects and then of course we have that uh, the Obama botched um, what the hell was that operation they wanted to do where they sold guns to cartels and then the guns actually ended up being sold back to people in the US and using and, and were used by gangs to commit crimes Why
1: were well, they selling guns to the cartels?
0: Because they, I think they, the idea was they wanted to track the flow of how the weapons went and how things got through and then they, I think they lost track of it. I don't remember what it was called it was, a, it, was a, it was a big deal. Um, let me see if I can find it. But it was...
1: Um... Well, CIA has been backing all the people in the Central Americas for, you know, and who knows how long, you know?
0: Because I think they wanted to try to find out how the... Oh, Fast and Furious. That was it. Fast and Furious. More than 2,000 guns were sold to suspected criminal, thought to be linked to Mexican drug cartels. You're kidding me. No, 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 seriously. Yeah. Yeah. People love to fawn over this guy. He's a fucking Muppet.
1: Just unbelievable. Yeah.
0: But then But then you're like, oh, why do why do normal people need guns? Yeah. I mean... Like, <laughs> because it's... Because all you know? like, old... Guns <laughs> to the US. Like, if, if you let all the criminals... Like, at the end of the day, the, the easiest way to look at it is it's easy as hell for criminals to get guns, right? In Philadelphia, I could drive over to Camden... If I don't get shot, I could probably find somebody to buy a gun off of, right? It's a, it's a flip of the coin, but it's easy as hell to buy weapons.
1: Yeah, it probably was why the. Why are you
0: expecting the police are going to be able to do anything for you?
1: Well, now the whole.
0: I respect the, you know, I'm definitely pro police, but at the same time, if someone breaks into your house and you call for help. Okay, it's going to take them time to get there. If those guys find you in the interim, and you know, everyone's like, "Oh, maybe they're just stealing stuff." You know, I don't know why people have this in the this image in their head that these people stealing are, are are good people and they're not willing to sometimes do things that are above stealing, right? They don't want to get caught. You don't know what their history was. So if someone breaks into my house, you have no idea what they're going to do. If you have family, how, how are you going to defend yourself? Because these guys can get guns. You can't get one. You're, you're beholden to hope that either you have, like, uh, James Bond-level fighting skills or you're going to get the jump on them. <laughs> Where you have to, to defend yourself, and you wait for the police to come, and then what do the police do? They take your statement, and they try to catch the after-the-fact yeah.
1: Jumping jumping off the second story, WWF style, reminiscent of the Rock.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's, a, it's um...
1: Imagine that on the interview. Oh yeah, mate. Watch a uh, what's a fair bit of uh, WWF? And uh, is it true, sir? That you, is it true, sir? That you yelled? Can you spell what the Rock is cooking? Oh yeah, no. Had to have a, had to have a line before I jumped a uh, jumped down on them. <laughs> rock.
0: Crazy. But yeah, it's it's stupid in the US. I don't get it. Like you can't defend yourself with greater force than what's being thrown at you. Right? Like, yeah. you're not supposed to do that. Know, who the fuck made that? What retard, sorry, part of my language. What asshole made that rule that, you know, if someone breaks into my house with a fucking broadsword, what, I have to go find a sword in the basement and then come back? <laughs> like, what, 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 what moron thought that that was a good idea?
1: I mean, do you have a discussion? Do you like, hey, look, okay, we've yeah, established like, you're like, robbing like, my house everything. here.
0: Um, that you didn't bring a gun, so just give me a second.
1: Find something I'm just going to go to the shed and make sure that this is an even <laughs> part. It's,
0: it's, it's so ridiculous. But look, at the end of the day, the, gov- the governments, I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist now, but governments have a... Have a, have a have an incentive to make sure normal people don't have guns, right?
1: Why would there be an incentive that they don't have it?
0: No, because how, how, can you, it, how can you do anything if the government does something beyond their bounds, right?
1: But remember how it, Joe Biden came out of one of his speeches recently and he was like, we have nuclear bombs. <laughs> so even if you wanted to, like, uprise, like, good luck.
0: But the thing is, is who, who who's gonna use a nuclear bomb on some guy's fucking townhouse, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not gonna blow
1: up. Well, I don't know, mate. Didn't is it? Wasn't it in Philly? Wasn't it in Philadelphia? With a, wasn't, with a hunting rifle. wasn't it in Philadelphia where the cops like dropped a bomb from an airplane on those yeah. like yeah, African American militants that were fighting it out?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it got to the point where they were shooting it, even like first. First rescue responders, and then they were like, "Okay, the guy." I think the mayor at the time said, "Fuck it, if they want to do this, screw it." And they dropped a the firebomb on top of the house, and then the firefighters came to help control the fire, and the, the fuckers were shooting at the firefighters. The firefighters had to move away.
1: Unbelievable.
0: The, song, the roof, the roof is on fire. I think it's based on that.
1: Good song, actually, by old boy. Is a mm-hmm. bloodhead Gang or whatever it is?
0: But um, but but see, that, look at the look at the look at the levels they. The whole idea of the the Second Amendment in the U.S. of course it came around because of what it was in terms of I mean you're Aussie come on the English government kind of just coming around and slapping their their, their tea drenched dick wherever the fuck they wanted and told everybody to do what they thought was right.
1: And- we had a different we had a different relationship with the English mate in the First World War that what was it no even the Second World War they used to just go like Britain is at war therefore so are we and everyone would just be like. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, we charged up the fucking cliffs of Gallipoli, thinking that we were on a freaking tourist boat, and then they got off and they said, "No, you got to charge the Turks." And everyone was like, "Who are the Turks?" <laughs> yeah, mate, I've actually Damn. been, I've been, I've been to Gallipoli. It was an amazing experience. I was there with some young Turkish tour guides, and you just see the. You see, the the, the the ones that actually don't get a lot of credit are the Kiwis. Like, the Kiwis, which is New Zealanders, they took this, like, fucking huge-ass hill, then they held it, then the Poms, the English, like, refused to come up and support them, so they ran out of ammunition defending it. They held it for, like, and it went, like, like hand-to-hand combat. But then, what was also interesting that I didn't know, because in Australia, and New Zealand, the ANZACS, there's a real, there's sort of an animosity towards the English for like leaving us out, out to dry. But what was interesting is when I was there, when I was there, though, it turns out that the English lost some enormous amount as well on on the other side of the island. But our, our Australia's relationship with England was always different to the Yanks. It's only, I think now is the first time ever that people have started talking about a Republican australia and it's because they don't really like prince charles you know like everyone loves a queen but i think if prince charles was to become king the 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 republicans are probably pushed to to get okay. it over the line what's wrong with
0: him this is the guy who's married to kate right
1: no that's uh, william so people don't mind william you mean yeah, Prince Charles, the older guy, that's married to Camilla, which oh, is yeah, a queen's like son. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But how much longer he has? Christ, just that's just kicking the can down the road a couple. A
1: couple more decades, probably. <laughs> going off the way they live.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. They live a lot. <laughs> Babies' blood or something, yeah, right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, oh no, it's,
1: that's nuts. So it happens. Be, you guys
0: can be more like us, but we were very nice to the English after after the. War. Well, you fought another
1: war in 1812, which I'm still not entirely sure what it was all about. Did you win or did you lose?
0: We invaded Canada. No, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won because we kept our independence, from Canada.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. I remember when I was in Canada reading all about that when I was... um. Yeah, yeah. What was it? In. Which one's opposite the New York... New York's? Maybe Montreal I was in? Yeah, Montreal is close to New York.
0: Montreal's yeah. awesome. I love Montreal when I was there it was, it, I love it. it's cold it snows a lot good food you know what I went there for my first uh, no well, when, when I when I switched my when I switched jobs from ops I went I went there for a, a big event oh yeah I loved, I loved it there really did but everything smelled like weed every you know every third person you walk past smells like they're smoking
1: yeah you understand why they legalized it
0: yeah, yeah. and I, look I don't mind people smoke weed I just don't want to smell it all the time it smells pretty shit I think
1: I'm the opposite, bro. I love I love the smell of it. Because you're, you're an addict. <laughs> <laughs> Recovering, mate. Recovery.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, oh yeah, I was, I was smoking a spliff last night at my new uh, at my new house, and I haven't introduced myself to the neighbours. <laughs> and as I'm mid light, because I'm outside in the dark, trying not to interrupt anyone, this the neighbours have this fucking like high beam backlight. So then I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's a fucking, it's a feds." <laughs> apartment, right? Uh, I live in like a what well, I think the English or people call, like terraces, yeah. So I live in like a three, so like two story, two story, three bedroom like tan house. Do you but, for do
0: you buy this? You rent in this?
1: Uh, rent. Well, rent rent. It's family. Fam- rent for? rent it off. Rent it off my family. do You share it with the family? No, the family owns it, and then I rent it off them.
0: Yeah, but why, okay, so, all right,
1: this is an interesting topic of conversation. Why do you need so much space? You're a single guy, right? Well, I like, I like space, bro. Why? Because after you've lived in the most locked-down city, way more than you should be after you've lived in the most locked-down city of the world, space becomes important. <laughs>
0: well, you guys are going to be doing better, I think, right? I think we're
1: probably going to Oh, yeah, Singapore, yeah. Who knows, mate? Well, now the Dutch are going back into lockdown and Europe's screwed. It's like, when will it end?
0: It's never going to end. Everybody, okay, we probably shouldn't get into this. But never mind, it's never going to end. <laughs> it's, it's all fucked. It's all fucked. Let's, so, uh... It, I think people signed on to the premise of this, uh... Let, let's all do Look at Israel. What a fucking shit show.
1: Yeah, the all the booster shots and everything like that
0: and and people are dropping like flies now yeah and they're admitting that they're saying yes yeah, the vaccinated people bite in the dust and it's just like i think there were less people
1: dying when they were unvaccinated than they're now yeah well i think this is going to be this is this is going to be an interesting this is going to be an interesting lead in for our next podcast bro we can uh we can tackle the tackle the covid headlong to begin with and and make it a bit fruity um Otherwise, Broski, I think what we'll do is we'll wrap it up. It's been a very pleasure chatting to you. I'll obviously keep talking off the air, but I shall stop the recording now. And to all our listeners, um, please subscribe. Uh, check out At Random Attractive Friends. And I think it's at the Real LA 21 on Instagram. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy the journey. And don't be naughty because no one likes naughty people.